0: everybody so this is a super fun interview that we did with sky honestly probably top 10 favorites i really really enjoyed talking to her we do have a little bit of profanity in this uh, interview so if that's not your jam then uh then probably not the interview for you so just wanted to give a little heads up before the interview so uh, thanks so much to sky and uh i hope you all enjoy Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are so excited today to be here with another Hallstar interview that we love talking with the actors that star in our favorite Hallmark movies. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree's here. Hello, everyone. Hi. And today we have Sky Marshall here to talk to us about her new movie to her with love. And thank you so much, Sky, for coming on the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to talk about this film. (laughs)
0: Yes. Uh, So what we like to do when we have new guests on the podcast is we like to hear a little bit about how you got started and what inspired you to get into acting. Yes. Oh, wow. It's
1: actually (laughs) a pretty wild story. Let me tell you, um, because I didn't get into acting until I was 28 years old. So a lot of people told me, um, oh, it might be a little too late, or there might be a not 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 enough opportunity. You don't have a resume, you don't have a rep, you don't have a reel, you don't not in Like, <laughs> and I just kind of took that as, uh, "Okay, well, I've tried everything else that I thought I was interested in, and it didn't work, and that was." I was active duty military in the Air Force. I was corporate New York at a big pharmaceutical marketing firm and sitting at that cubicle for two years is where I learned that that was my idea of health. Uh (laughs) And uh, as a child, my mother had me uh, doing performing arts constantly in theater, ballet, jazz, gymnastics. So I was no stranger to the stage. I was just conditioned for so long to see art as a hobby and not a career. So it took me to have to uh, go on multiple other paths before I leaned into that little artist, that 12 year old ballerina in my body that was screaming, I'm so bored, can we please go and have fun? And I did. And at 28, I uh, packed up, left the corporate world and went to Los Angeles. And I started from the absolute bottom and worked my way up and It was not easy, but I kept telling myself, it's not about what you're doing. It's about who you're being while you're doing it. So while I was a caterer, I would convince myself that I was a spy getting into parties I would never get invited to. (laughs) When I was doing background work, I would tell myself that this was a paid internship and I was there to learn. So like I had to constantly trick my, at that time, thirty early 30s year old brain, into why is it okay that I'm catering and doing background work and driving Uber in my thirties with a bachelor's degree and um, and a completed military enlistment? Uh, so the ego tried to play its way, and I just had to shut that voice all the way up and just lean into the unknown. And I failed my way up. That's oh how I got gosh. into acting.
0: <laughs> I love that I story. Yeah, too, I really
1: did. did. I did. I just was like, dare to suck. I dare you,
2: Sky. I dare you to just go
1: and suck at something and yeah. until until it just becomes fun.
2: I have to ask. So I served in the Air Force, too. I actually still live here, here in San Antonio. <laughs> yes, oh my I was goodness. security forces. Stop so it's was like, what oh, wait, job what? was she doing? Oh, <laughs> what job was she fear? doing wait, sir, and thinking at, like, I should be you, an are actress? <laughs> right,
1: were you at, are you a Lackland Air Force? Base?
2: I, I retired out of Lackland. Yep. I So wow. I'm still here still here. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: oh what, my goodness. That's so So when cool. you were
2: serving, like, were you thinking yeah. of acting while you were serving or, or well, no? Here's, here's the funny thing.
1: Um, while I was active duty air force, I was stationed at Nellis air force base in Las Vegas. So I mean, <laughs> stars and, and stripes and stages everywhere there. Right. So I was all, I, I was influenced constantly by performing arts because of all of the the lights and in, in vegas but there remind me of the name there's a performing arts group in the military stars and stripes is that what they were stars
2: called? and stripes yep stars yep. and stripes yeah
1: so i i wanted to audition for stars and stripes so bad but nine eleven 9-11 happened and that didn't work out and then they would have an annual performing arts uh see this, when I say shit like this to people in the Marines and the Army, they want to punch me in the face. I'm like, in the Air Force, we have like an annual performing arts um, (laughs) event that happens. And they're just like, kill yourself. This is why we can't stand you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I would do that every year. I think the last one I did a one woman show where I was Janet Jackson and I made everybody sit through Rhythm Nation as I did every single finger on the count. And it was, my friends enjoyed it. Well, but yeah, so again, it was always in, me. like, the artist never left. She found her way to perform in every, every career field that I, I poured myself into, even corporate New York. I'd be at the boardroom trying to close these million dollar, you know, deals, and it was a character that I had created. And my clients would eat it up. They would, any excuse for them to leave New Jersey to come into Manhattan and have me take them to Nobu on the company card. And I would just have them cracking up laughing. And, you know, so it was there always. It just wasn't something that I allowed myself to embrace or to give myself permission because there was no structure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was no, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see what you're saying, because I kind of felt the same way about uh, in my other job. I work as a film critic and Mm. I never really I always thought that would be a a cool job. But for some reason, I just never thought of as a realistic possibility for me. And then it just kind of evolved that I ended up doing that. uh, And uh, I'm so glad that it has. But I don't know, it's just like I never it's not like I didn't think I could do it. I just didn't even think it was a possibility that I could do it
1: right exactly so So you get it
0: yeah i get it i also get the cubicle hell thing because i i had the same same experience like never again
1: exactly like oh i would have like my weekends would be like oh my goodness just turned up and having this blast and then on monday morning i'm in this neutral very bland office having some yeah. punk try to check me about my powerpoint presentation <laughs> i would be like what <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. i just pat on cue on a black box in the lower east side and everyone's here like <laughs> i don't know why i'm here you know yeah. man was so, not meant um, yeah. to
0: sit all day in between a tiny little box with no windows uh-uh. you know what <laughs>
1: and and for those who are meant to be in have you seen the show severance it felt like yeah. severance yeah you know i'm yeah. like if those if there are people out here who live for those kind of moments and that kind of structure and mm-hmm. and that kind of uh containment and right. And and God bless them, thank you so much for your service. Because every job in the world makes the world go round. Yes. You know? So it's like, I appreciate the ones who do have passion for it because they absolutely are needed. It's just with my extremely eclectic personality, it felt like um, I was a caged animal.
0: Yeah, and
1: I, I had to do something about it. Yeah. And, and TV and film was a perfect place to let my inner child just run free. Like I, yeah. I I'm torn between, am I immature or am I just really enjoying life to the absolute fullest? Because my inner child is at play most of the day. Um, yeah. whether it's doing auditions, you know, we're playing make-believe. Yeah. Like when I was doing, um, black lightning for CW, I'm, I'm standing I mean, those that show shoots 12, 14 hour days, and you have extra grown men working in the crew, and we're all just staring at a fake other grown man hanging from some cords with some elastic on and a cape, um, <laughs> going pew, 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 with his fake gun, and we're in just all, and we can't wait to come back tomorrow and do it all over again. Yeah. And I would just sit there and I'm like, this is hilarious that we are just a bunch of kids given a lot of money to play.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and the way that we serve is we allow everyone else who is smart enough not to get in this industry to be able to escape their reality and turn on the TV and be able to take a break from their day-to-day. We're able to allow people who don't give themselves permission on a day-to-day to feel all of their emotions on the spectrum. You know, somebody can't remember the last time they cried unless it was like a movie or a TV show or get so angry or so scared. Right. Because, you know, we we get into this very comfortable state of living that TV and film allows us to just get those emotions all provoked. And it wasn't until the pandemic, until the lockdown happened, where the whole world was told to stay indoors, that I that it really hit me how so like most of the world turned to tv and film and music they turned to us and it was the first time that i had ever felt like an essential worker Mm -hmm. you know they turned to podcasts you know they they turned to entertainment and and it was it was really cool it was really Mm -hmm. great because there are a lot of times where you uh, Will be in this industry of TV and film as an actor, and you see the surface level part of like, how much am I gonna get, and is it gonna be theatrical release? Or is he-? you know, it's just like, okay, <laughs> get over yourself. Like, there's a bigger picture here. Yeah, and um, and and yeah, the lockdown definitely
2: gave me that perspective. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and anywhere else you find your podcasts.
0: That's true. It definitely, we all needed our binges bit bad during
1: the Right? Time. I mean, people were going in the vault. I was like, girl, what you watching? <laughs> Golden Girls. What? <laughs> She's yeah. like, yeah, I finished all 47 seasons of Netflix. I was like, oh, okay. So you just you just finished Netflix. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Then Golden Girls seems like the next move. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it was the nanny yeah. for me. That was the one that I i we I, I've been nice. I love I that, went, so. yeah, I yeah.
1: went back to I went back to martin, martin Lawrence's show, yeah, <laughs> I went way back. Good times
0: so do you remember the first role that you got uh, on film?
1: Oh, my goodness, I would hope nobody goes and tries to look that up, but uh, <laughs> I need to talk to my lawyer first. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Take, take, it it down, take it down take <laughs> uh, it down uh, next question no um, <laughs> I think it was uh, <laughs> it was an indie film called reservation and it was a horror film because you know horror films uh-huh. always give uh they're kind to new actors right sure. um it's easier as a new talent to get into a horror indie than I think any other genre of film and uh yeah, so I did this this horror piece. I think Master P was one of the executive producers. Oh my god! <laughs> no, he, was, he wasn't even there. I put okay. money <laughs> at it because his um, his uh, brother Silk uh, Shaka was his name. Is his name? I think he's alive. Um, he's in the film, and so that was something that they built together and I auditioned for it and I remember I was super nervous because I didn't know how to pretend to die and um, <laughs> I was like, please just let them cut me at the end like okay and cut uh, or like or done <laughs> right And don't let me have to be like ah, 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 for like ever in an audition because that's just it's embarrassing internally and externally. so I went, I did it, and they did. They dragged out the whole death scene in of the audition. Of course. <laughs> I wanted to punch myself in the face, dust off my bachelor's degree, and get on the first fucking plane back to New York. But I didn't. And uh, I stayed, and I booked it. And that was the first time I booked yeah. the film. And it was really fun. We were out in Joshua Tree. Um, oh. And we had, like, a trailer. And, and, yeah, the movie was called Reservation. And it's about a bunch of punks drinking and having fun on like respectable native american reservation burial lands and then they come up and jack us up.
2: Oh my gosh. Just off yeah. the bachelor's degree. <laughs> Fresh off that
1: this is what I'm doing. This is what I use these- it. This goes in the vault of secrets my mother will never know. Uh when she's like, "So how's that little career going?" It's going really good. Um, it's going really good. I'm doing this native american project. It's going to be pretty. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's under straight to DVD? That's where it's going.
2: (laughs) So walk us through, like, how do you get ready for, you've got this new part. How do you mentally get ready, deal with any nerves, all of the things?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, Honestly, there is, uh, there has been from the very beginning uh, as an actor, this, this interesting calling that I've had to this, to where um, like, uh, like this interesting spiritual connection that I have where people are like, um, so you've always wanted to be an actor? I'm like, no, I tried. I avoided it with all of my heart and it kept pulling and pulling and pulling until I gave in. And ever since I did give in, the roles, especially the ones that are like meaningful for me, they were always in perfect alignment with something I was going through in my personal life that I didn't want to look at. And it made me look at it or it made me have to feel feelings that I was trying to avoid. So through acting, I think coming into it, starting as a grown adult, it has, I have hijacked a lot of the characters that I've played to therapeutically heal myself with a lot of things I was going through in my life. So for instance, I'll give you an example. I was in a relationship, we were engaged, engagement ended, right? So then that same week that he was moving out, I booked Fox 911, where I had to play a pregnant woman who has to give birth in the lobby of her apartment building with no medication. So if you have children, you get it. Mm -hmm. I had to use my imagination, but in that moment, of having to pretend to give unmedicated labor in the lobby of my building. I I gave myself permission to scream and cry as humanly loud as possible. Mm -hmm. I gave myself permission to just roar. I let the inner animal come out And the feelings that we all feel when we have that type of experience or trauma or betrayal where you want to, many times we don't give ourselves that kind of permission. So now here I am on set for 12 hours, screaming, hollering, and crying. And the interesting thing is one of my girlfriends is a series lead on that show. So she played the paramedic and she knew what I was going through. And so it was her looking me in the eyes where I saw it as a friend looking at me saying, I need you to push. And I received that as like, I need you to release your emotions. Stop trying to be strong. Stop trying to be fine. Let it go. And I did. And it was the the brain and the heart doesn't know that we're playing make-believe, right? It's, it's responding to... The, the imagery that we, we give ourselves as actors, so our emotions are responding to that. So I am now emotionally freeing myself of all the things that I had to pull into. So that has happened in so many different roles that I have booked.
0: That is that is really, I mean, you talk about method. I mean, this is even a step yeah. step further. It's but literally... here's the thing.
1: Being a method actor is a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm not choosing for a lot of things to happen to me. And then the role comes right after, because right after that, after I went through that, the next job I booked was um, Mambo Marie on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. And Uh that was an opportunity for me to put my crown back on. I had powers, she was grace, she was gorgeous. Like it was like okay you've had your thing you went through your emotional trauma now put your crown back on get back into it be your boss be powerful be black magic and and that's what that opportunity for a whole year
0: uh-huh. gave
1: me it poured all of that back into me and I you know and and for me and then, honey that was they said to me they were like um, we got an audition for you it's a Haitian priestess I said a what <laughs> uh, yeah I, 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 <laughs> a Haitian voodoo a Haitian voodoo priestess I was like um so y'all know I don't you know you know uh, I'm not Haitian right you know what I can't just pull a Haitian accent out of my right, right now <laughs> they was like well you know what you'll figure something out it's Wednesday at two I was like oh my gosh so I literally just like combed the internet I'm like Haitian 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 um and then I'm and then I just kind of learned uh my version of a Haitian accent and then again I had just got my confidence back so I just went in there and and you could deliver anything with confidence honey and they'll just be like (laughs) sure it works and somehow it worked but then I'm like oh god I now have to take this terrible Haitian accent to Netflix where the entire globe now judge me I combed my comments and dms trying to find some haitian to destroy me so i could feel validated and nobody did i was just like it was one girl she was just like they couldn't just got a haitian and i replied back i was like i know right (laughs) (laughs) girl that was stressful (laughs) i was like but thank you someone was honest with me because i was like there's no way i'm pulling this off
0: well you must Uh, have had fun being in black lightning
1: oh yeah no that was incredible <laughs> that was my first recurring role yeah so that was a blast because I was like the secret bad guy that nobody knew no one ever expected it was going to be me so it was really nice for me to like flip open twitter in the finale and they're like I knew it was her I can never stand hook and I was like sorry guys um and then you know roll over to Sabrina and but kind of the comic book genre has been a blast for me because like I said at the beginning of this it's that inner child just being able to just play and imagine and and have so much fun and that's what that's what being an actor is for me is just giving that part of me privilege to still exist because I feel like we as human beings we have this structure where we get to a certain age and now we have to adult we have to yeah. grow up and anything that resembles your teenage years your adolescence or your childhood is called immature and that's not fair
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's true you know yeah
1: so so yeah um it, it's it's i feel so much younger now than i did when i was working corporate 12 years ago and that's wild to me
0: mm-hmm. i
1: look younger Mm-hmm. Then I oh, did we work love that for you. years
0: ago we love that for you <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> yes. we appreciate it thank you thank you
0: well tell us about To Her With Love uh, in your role in it <sighs> what a fun movie it's I mean really just to
1: I don't want to say too much but yeah it's, it's two teachers that fall in love while trying to save the art department of this school and the character that i play she is working at this amazing private school and then the hammer comes down and she loses her job because she was actually just subbing for another amazing teacher and now she has to return back to her hometown and that hometown is small it was the it was where she was trying to escape to the big city and she has to now go back to her parents and her old friends and there is a public school and she goes there and it's just nothing like her private school So in her attempt to lift the school up to her standards, they actually bring her down and get her back grounded to the small town woman that she is. And in the mix of that, she falls in love. Um, The private school wants her back and now she has to decide, should she stay or should she continue climbing the ladder?
2: Okay. I just have to say from the previews as, okay, I am, going through teacher certification now and I was like when you guys were arguing about classroom you're like I I got my classroom management I'm like they stress that so hard (laughs) really oh I (laughs) I love it Wait to see the entire scene but just I haven't even seen a preview
1: (laughs) I haven't seen nothing so I'm so jealous
2: it's fantastic it's fantastic and I just love seeing two black educators yes, i just that,
1: that representation lovely? i'm so
2: excited yes, yes
1: i'm so excited about that and i'm so excited because it's the first time that it, that there will be tape of me doing comedy and and being funny and light-hearted yeah
2: okay so did you audition like how did you find out about this movie how are we getting sky marshall in to her with love
1: Oh, that is a very, very fun story because, uh, I mean, not fun for everybody. Let me just put that disclaimer down there because the lead that they had, um, she got COVID, right? So then Um, I get a phone call from my manager and she's like, hey, so uh, this film that you didn't audition for um, would like for you to be the lead of their project. And if the script speaks to you, you'll need to be on a plane tonight. I'm like, huh? They're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, on a plane? Where, where are we? I'm in LA already. Where are oh, it's in North Carolina. North Carolina for how long? Three weeks. Oh, um, okay. Well, send the script. Uh, when do they need to know? In two hours. <clears> oh, <throat> okay. So then I just had to like comb through the script. I I couldn't eat the whole script because they needed to know so fast and I still needed to like figure out the logistics of my life and if I could pull this off and um and then once I decided I was just like okay I'm doing this film once I then got to the airport I um sat down and then I just really combed through the script and I cried twice and I was like damn it so then I reached out to my manager I was like the script made me cry and she was like it's hallmark baby and i was like (laughs) here we go um so then (laughs) so then i was like yeah here we go like and i i got to set and i'm one of the first people i meet was the director stan and i was like stan hi i'm sky i'm so excited to be here thanks so much for having me i'm just curious like um who threw my name in the mix because there is no evidentiary support in the world that I could do comedy I knew that I could and I'd been dying to do comedy but I just booked the drama all the time and he was like oh I didn't know that you booked the role until you already got to North Carolina I was like oh okay cool <laughs> um, <laughs> cool 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 he was like Honestly, I'm not even, I'm not sure if you're right. You're a great drama actress, but I just never say you be funny. And I was like, that's what the whole world believes. So thank you. I'm glad I'm here. And I'm glad I didn't have to audition because every time I do, comedy actresses always beat me because they have the comedy resume tape. So I then went to the executive producers. I asked them, please tell me who threw my name in the mix. I would love to thank them. Not one of those three executive producers could tell me. They said, oh, the studio executive, she'll be here um, tomorrow. You should ask her. I asked her. They all just laughed and was a little dumbfounded. And they just kept, you know, saying like, well, this is just a, uh, I don't know, a spiritual alignment." I'm like, somebody had to have, <laughs> I just want to thank someone. And they're like, and we would love to take credit for it because you're crushing it. Um, till today,
2: oh my I gosh. do
1: not know who put my name in the mix. <laughs> And I have never met the casting director before. So it's not like she remembered me from another audition. My reps didn't even submit me for it. Till today, it is the one of the most craziest mysteries of my career.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, but all I can do is say
1: thank you. Right. All I can do is say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because Hallmark gave me that first opportunity without me having to prove myself. And comedy was always the core of my person. I mean, you see, we're talking on yeah. podcast. I mean, I'm trying my hardest is not to say curse words, but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, comedy has just always been the core of my personality. And yeah. it was just fun to finally be able to put that on on screen and just again, just play. And, and Tobias, who plays Jordan, was absolutely incredible to bounce off of. And, and everybody was so supportive because they knew that like I just got the script and like didn't have real prep time. But then you have other projects like the one right before the Hallmark film, um, Good Sam, the medical drama that I did for CBS. I had to go in as a, you know, amazing black heart surgeon. Um, working in the cardiothoracic department and I would have to go in and be able to say off the the tip of my tongue, uh, catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia. And I have to say it like it's nothing, right?
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So
1: like a role (laughs) like that did require prep where I'm just literally laying under my sheet, staring at the ceiling, catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia. And I'm like, oh God, please! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give Bless. me back the
0: Haitian.
1: I'll take the right. action over this. It's the voodoo Any priestess. I'm voodoo priestess. <laughs> the Haitian accent is no longer challenging. Um, yeah, I think so, all yeah.
0: that. So, I, I think all that praying helped you. I, I think it, it really was inspired. Is, the you thing,
1: got that. honey, I'm telling you, yeah. but that's what it is. It's just your the prep is in the 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 play and the fear and mm-hmm. the unknown. It's really just, uh, I have no uh, formula on how mm-hmm. I prepare for a character at all. Um, it just depends on how familiar am I with the character. And um, with the playing, you know, the school teacher and to her love, I was familiar with, um that environment because my mother uh, was was a school teacher um, for many years and then my father was a doctor so when I played the the surgeon I had him in my corner to just kind of help talk me through certain things on just being comfortable in this in this in the situation and then also I worked as an OR tech for three years in Chicago at a plastic surgery clinic so I knew my way around the OR so it's just like I as again I think starting as an adult I had a lot of life experience to bring to acting versus just uh, getting formally trained as a teenager.
0: Well, with it being so kind of rushed, how did you work on getting chemistry with Tobias? Was it just sort of natural or did you have to kind of work on it?
1: Yeah, Tobias is, I call him an earth angel. He's just like one of those people that are just salt to the to the earth. He, you know, you... He, he can pick up on energy really quick. And if he vibes with you, he's all in, he's wide open. Like he's that kind of guy and I'm that kind of woman as well. Um, this, if I meet someone, eventually you'll feel like by the end of that day, we're mates. Um, we can, we don't, cause you know, trying to make like I just moved to Brooklyn and I, I went out and had lunch with a woman for the first time who I had known over through work and it felt like a date. And she was even telling me like, I know you like bright colors, so I got my nails yellow. And I'm like, why are we doing this? And we do this, we as women, like we make, we make new friends. and it, yeah. it, And it feels like we're dating each other when really I'm like, girl. Put on your pajamas, take your makeup off, come over, open the fridge without asking, get on the couch, and let's binge some of this old school sex in the city. Like we don't we don't have to do the day thing. Like, let me know if you're available Tuesday or Thursday. I'm free between one and four if you want to go for a hike. Or I know I ha- it's like, oh, this is exhausting. So, you know, <laughs> Tobias, that was completely not the case. Um he just went right in, and just he he he'll, he just broke the personal bubble, and I I just allowed it. It's those people that start with "sorry, I'm a hugger" and it's like you don't have to apologize. I'm into it, <laughs> and then we just kind of made it happen, and we didn't want to like rush that even still because you know I still wanted those first meetings of him to feel real, like you know, and a lot of times they don't shoot in consecutive order. But for this film there, when it came to Tobias, they did save a lot of the juicy, connected scenes um, in the third week of production. So that was good because we had now already spent two weeks together that it felt more more real versus sometimes with film and TV. They'll throw that into the scene in like the first day and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know this person yet. Yeah. Um, or we haven't had time yet to to give each other, you know, certain permissions. Um, so yeah. So he was amazing. He was amazing from beginning, middle, and the end. He was really great at taking my feedback and really great at giving me um like his ideas, you know, because it was moving really quickly and wanting to make sure I kept, you know. I, I kept a piece of the vision that they had with the original actress that they hired, but also bring a whole other layer of sky that I know no one else could ever, ever replicate. Yeah. Because I am me, you know. And and they did. They they all said the creative team was just like you. Definitely took this character in another direction because they do tend to look at the comedy being the, the the core of the craft of the actor that they they hire um, versus what if it is drama? What if that person can bring a lot of that good juicy drama and then happen to be funny versus being really funny? And they might be able to cry on cue, maybe, right? It's like, why not lean into someone with both? And I did and and we just, you know, I'm super nervous, but
0: uh, we'll see. <laughs> so this has a lot of comedy, then, because it's on movies and mysteries, isn't it? I think it's on. Well, it's 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 not a a lot of it, but it it is a
1: rom com. It's definitely mostly mm-hmm. romance, but they but while you're filming, it's like they wanted to make sure, like let's make sure we find the light moments. Let's make sure mm-hmm. we find the funny. Like let's yeah. make sure you know it's still the brand of Hallmark. You know. Um, but it's definitely not murder, and it's definitely not mystery.
2: It is. Like I said that way. preview that I watched. I was laughing, so I was like, "Yeah, I it hope was this like all murders and mysteries."
1: I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" <laughs> oh, okay, the phone. since you
2: brought it up, I have to ask: What Sex and the City character is your fave?
1: Well, you know what? Honestly, I believe that my favorite is Carrie, and I know that's an easy out to say, mm-hmm. but I I think that. Because I have watched the entire series maybe five times. Oh um, that and no, oh, I have something even better for you. Because during um, the the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, they um, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, did this charity to raise funds, and they reached out to actresses of color to read do these uh, table reads on zoom uh, of different really popular episodes of tv series that were all white females, and so they reached out to me and asked if i wanted to do a episode of sex in the city and i was like uh yeah oh my gosh like, let, me, let me guess let me guess miranda and they were like no we want you to read for carrie bradshaw and i was like oh God, lord oh, lord Jesus! Somebody hold the ball up. I'm going down, and I was just like, "What?" So then, a couple of other actresses who I loved got to also be on there to play uh, Samantha and another girl that I knew play Miranda, and they were Latina actresses that I I adore, and uh, and it was just so much fun that I was just like, I cannot, believe-. and I was doing her voice, and I was doing her stupid mouse scream that she does, like I because I, I knew it way too well. Uh-huh. Um, so yes, I say Carrie because I feel like when they created Sex in the City that Miranda Charlotte and um, Samantha are the personalities of Carrie. Like if you were, if she had imaginary friends that all uh, represented different parts of Carrie, it would be the three of them because they're so strong in, in, in their character, like the description of their character. But Carrie is a collection of all three of those. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, I feel like I am definitely more of the three of them in
0: one. Um, did you watch uh, In Just Like That? I sure did.
1: And <laughs> and Just Like That, all my friends yelled and bailed on me because they were like, nope, don't like it. And I was like, I'm here, <laughs> I'm riding with it. <laughs> I just, they have this, they have this hook on me. I'm in, I'm all in until they die. I am here. I'm here. We, we covered um, it on
0: the podcast. I mean, we've been covering sex in the city. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh <laughs> yeah It goodness. wasn't the best.
1: I love it. I think it was overwhelming for a lot of people yeah. to see was- them try and push so many movements in one. Mm, um, yeah, because yeah. they're like, let's make sure everyone's taken care of. Let's make sure everyone's seen and covered and heard. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it, you know, a lot of people felt like it was a little too on the nose. It was like, come on, guys, we get it. Like, chill yeah,
0: out. they overcorrected, I think a a, a bit, but uh, we had fun covering yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: oh, well. I still I still enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do yeah. feel I felt like somebody had like a like a, a clipboard and was like yep got yeah. the asian we're good there we're good there oh will yep we got the, got the wheelchair got the yep. non-binary what else did we need shit yeah um and yep. it was just like we get it we see your effort and thank you thank you for your mm-hmm. service um but it's cool we're so
0: good. is your family excited to see uh the, the yes. movie are they having My, yes. a watch party
1: this is i mean this is their jam hallmark mm-hmm. channel and now i get to be on there it's like they they grew up With the Hallmark Channel. My dad keeps texting me. Is it on this weekend? Nope. Still (laughs) September 11th. It's a pretty, pretty memorable day, dad. I don't think, (laughs) I don't know why you keep forgetting. This is alarming. And my mom, she's in Chicago. And so I'm going to fly her here to New York so she could, Sit on my couch with me and watch it. Yeah,
0: that's so good. Well, see, I
1: yeah. love it.
2: Because, like my my mom watches it, my great aunts watch it, my aunts watch it. So I'm just excited that it's part of the new Mahogany film franchise. So for you being part of this and it's still fresh, it's still new. What are you excited about for Mahogany and what what's to come?
1: I'm very excited with Mahogany because. Black love is a real thing. It's not just a hashtag, you know. um, It's something I get to experience on a day to day. It's something that I've watched growing up. And it was something that I didn't see often in films that weren't considered the Black film genre, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't on the mainstream platform like a Hallmark, right? Hallmark reaches the masses, my goodness. That to be able to have that platform and it not have to go under the veT umbrella or the place where we always send our films. Um, it's beautiful that Hallmark has created this um, this yummy. It's 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 like it's like if Hallmark was the kitchen. You know, mahogany is like opening up the seasoning cabinet, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, you just it just all the seasoning, right? The mahogany has all the seasoning and the flair and the hair and the clothes and the way we talk and speak to each other and the way we move and it's just under this beautiful light of, of us. And it felt really great. And, and I'm a massive fan of Karen Pittman. you know. So when I heard that she did Mahogany's first film, I was just like, oh my God, I'm following Karen Pittman Uh, oh, she'll do it, I'm doing it, right? Like, you know, uh, because again, I only had two hours to make this decision. So while I was familiar with the mahogany brand with the the cards and, um, and, and the talk around town about it, I didn't know, like, you know, for us, we're like, well, what have they done? Can I see some of the work? Like, is it good quality? Like, I didn't have time to do all of that. All I had to do is see Karen Pittman. And I said, yes, because I, I, I'm a massive fan, and I I know that she does excellent work, and I know that she wouldn't attach her name to anything that wasn't grand and 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 beautiful and gorgeous and impactful. And um, so, within that two hours of me deciding, that also played a, a big impact. Um, it's gonna be really weird when I finally meet Karen because I talk about her way too much. I'm just starting to realize. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know the likes and comments on instagram is one thing but <laughs> no i've taken it to podcasts, and i should probably talk to my therapist about it anyway yeah.
0: ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon
2: do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas
0: do you enjoy the holiday previews recaps interviews
2: and bonus episodes If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round.
0: But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
2: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films.
2: As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
2: Go to patreon.com hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's patreon.com slash homeworkies. Yesterday, during we were watching the new movie uh, on Twitter, Joyful Drake, she said that it's the first time she'd ever been able to wear her natural hair in a roll. I thought huh. that was amazing. Like, Isn't I that love something? this mahogany. For oh, yeah. Say, yes. this was my first
1: time wearing all of my hair out on mm-hmm. a film.
0: That's amazing. And,
1: and it was uh, scary and it shouldn't be, but it was scary. I was like, am I going to get heat damage? Wait, should I wrap it at night? What's going to happen tomorrow? (laughs) I'm just used to giving the wig back, right? Right. (laughs) You know, like it was scary. Like I was over conditioning my hair. Every time I felt a, a blow of humidity, I was like, it's ruined, isn't it? They're like, girl, if you don't go sit down You know, but it it felt so good, honestly, because we were able to like switch up the styles when we wanted to. I just knew that I was in trusted hands uh, when I walked in and saw a beautiful collection of black and brown people there ready to serve us our looks. And I I, I know that we want to really push and lean into the movement of natural hair but the conversations around natural hair care need to happen more often than, mm. it, than it is. You can't just learn that in school, get certified, get into the union, get into the trailer, and if you don't have you know, uh, children or your children's friends or your own friends who have the texture of coarse and kinky and curly hair, then you're not skilled. I don't right. care where you went to school. So at the end of the day, when I am in Los Angeles and New York and Vancouver, majority of the time when I walk into a trailer, it is white women and they're super excited and super pumped and they've watched some Ted Talks and and some YouTube videos and they're like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oil, cream, gel, slick, edges, cool, let's go. And then the care of it is where um, I have fallen victim and I've had to shave all of my hair off twice from damage so i love that the conversations are happening more i think that more workshops should take place within the industry around the care and i think that more black hairstylists um should be motivated and inspired to get into the union you know because we have some incredible hairstylists are dying to get into tv and film but they can't get into the union um because they can't get enough hours and credits so That's a whole other conversation. I think majority of TV and film can't wait for us to wear our real hair. I don't think a lot of people love the wigs anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it's because why? Because TVs and movie screens are getting even more crystal high definition clear that the wigs is just a bit like daunting now. We could get away with that before when it was standard TV, (laughs) but um, now it's like, honey, we need to see your scalp. Otherwise that looks like a screen door, (laughs) your lace front wig. (laughs) I can see it.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I was watching the movie last night and I was like here I am sitting here with my box braids and one of the hair like Risa on the movie last night had braids and I was like have I ever seen a Hallmark movie with a girl that has braids I don't think so right I'm loving this oh <laughs> my it.
1: goodness that is so true yeah Erica <laughs> Ash had her braids yes. Yes, yeah, she did. is so good. I love Erica. I love Erica. She's amazing. <laughs> she's a friend and she's absolutely amazing. And she was someone else within those two hours of me having to decide. I called Erica and I asked her, her your opinion. How was it working with um, mahogany? And she was like, "It was absolutely extraordinary. I had the time of my life. And you better say yes." And I was like, "Done." Hung <laughs> up the phone, and uh, and yeah, and I was on a plane shortly after. Yeah.
0: Well, so they say they're advertising. They have a cameo from Shanice in the movie. Was yeah. that fun to meet her? Oh, Did it you was get to was her Yeah.
1: It was amazing. Yeah, she's great, and and to hear her live on the stage. Oh my goodness! She, I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. I hope they just let it play out a bit and not cut it too short because the way that she, the way that she can hit those high notes, it's, it's I mean, she is amazing. She's, she, her voice is just as it was in the early '90s when she first came out, and she did some Broadway as well back mm-hmm. in, the, in the day. So. Um, she was really excited to, to get back into the mix. And we were just so grateful that she was all already from the East coast. She was in Virginia at the time doing the show. So it was easy for her to just pop down and and help us out. And, and she definitely brought it and we had so much fun and she's so sweet and kind. That's cool. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see how they cut
0: this.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we'd like to end with some fun questions. <laughs> all right. Not that the previous questions haven't been fun, hopefully they have. Uh first question, what is the best ice cream flavor?
1: Best ice cream flavor which my boyfriend will argue with me um is chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Preferably like a Nutella hazelnut if we're in the gelato area, right? Okay. Um but if we're just kicking it old school ice cream um or even soft, then I definitely go chocolate all the way. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, that's my jam. Now, <laughs> if I want to get bougie and go to like yogurt land, throw the Reese's pieces on side on top of like a peanut butter ice cream.
0: <laughs> that sounds ah. good. Yeah.
1: That's now that that but that's like when I'm that's when I'm feeling like a baller, right? No, it's <laughs> good <laughs> that's like the steak of ice cream, right? But yeah. yeah. Well, what is your
0: <laughs> favorite color?
1: turquoise um I love turquoise and anything around turquoise like Mm. teal sky Mm -hmm. blue maybe like yeah but turquoise is all oh yeah and now like people are matching teal with plums oh like that that whole palette right there definitely my jam yeah
2: what was the last song to get stuck in your head
1: Oh my goodness! Uh, that Beyonce song
2: from um, "Yo, I Break My home. Oh my you know
1: gosh! I break
2: my thirteen-year-old <laughs> oh daughter sings it all the time.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, nobody's gonna break my soul. I wish I could stop singing this song. <laughs> oh goodness! And then everywhere I go, it's just release your mind, release your trade, release your job. I'm like, oh. It's not ever leaving my head. So that's, that's the song that's currently trapped in my head, rent free.
0: Well, what is your go-to date night food?
1: Ooh, go-to date night food. Um, uh, I mean, I, my favorite food is sushi. I love, 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 love sushi. Um, I can eat sushi all day and it just makes me feel so good. So sushi's my jam, mm-hmm. but date night, um i used to love treating myself like two three times a year to a really great ribeye with a cream spinach and a glass of chianti Mm -hmm. like that was my kill meal and (laughs) uh (laughs) and, and and my man makes an insane ribeye that's so good every ribeye i've had in a restaurant since can't touch it so i just stopped ordering uh, uh, ribeye when I want to treat because I don't eat a lot of meat but when I do like that's the thing and because he's so great at that um, date night for me a best meal date night is right here at home where he makes his uh, Cajun ribeye with cream spinach and a glass of candy <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like saying it loud so you can hear it and hopefully
0: it's <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: it's my favorite Okay. So you want a night out. What are you going to do? What's your night out activity of choice?
1: Uh, I love live music. Like back in the day when House of Blues was like the spot, House of Blues was like a vibe, but it's not so much anymore. But I do. Yeah. I love live music. So if I can go and if we're in New York, hop on a subway, go into Soho, walk around. I love walking. I love just kind of getting lost in like the West Village and the meatpacking and um, and then find somewhere yummy to eat. I prefer like the small mom and pop restaurants that like nobody can get into. But you somehow got there when someone canceled their reservation, like those kind of moments (laughs) where you feel like you really want. Um, And then you can't wait to tell them this is my first time here because you think somehow they're going to do something special to your meal. But it's just like no, you're gonna get the same shit as I So, um, so yeah, sit down, eat there, fill up, have a glass, keep walking, grab dessert somewhere, and then end somewhere where there's live performance. Whether live performance even be like stand up comedy at the cellar, right? Or, mm-hmm. um, and it, yeah, I just yeah, I just like to yeah. see humans play. Mm-hmm.
0: So, which do you know? like better, dogs or cats? Dogs beaches or mountains
1: oh wow ah, that's tough i'm gonna go with beaches though
0: yeah that's me too yeah,
1: for sure yeah like i i'm my one of my favorite places in the world is tulum and i'm just like but like not loud messy noisy Tulum now but like chill bohemian um tulum that it was and just sit chill connect with the water stare at the stars um Where, where's oh, that tulum yeah, it's, um, it's in Mexico. It's in the oh, Riviera okay. Maya part of Mexico. So it's like a hour, 45 minute drive from Cancun airport going south. Cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. If, oh my God. It still is great. <laughs> so if you don't avoid, avoid Cancun by your costs, but go to Tulum, it's magical. And some of the most incredible food that I've ever eaten.
2: Cool. That sounds yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Check it out for sure.
2: Who was your teenage celebrity crush? Luke Perry. Oh my gosh, wasn't And there. then,
1: and then I was at a hotel in Vancouver, working on my very first film in 2015, and it's the hotel that all the actors stay at when they're filming. And I'm talking to my girlfriend, we're having a kiki, the whole group, and then he walks in to the building, and I said, I was like, oh my god, and I literally ran into the elevator with him and said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> i just I just pushed the fucking floor excuse my language I just yeah. pushed the floor I just pushed the floor um and said nothing I thought in my head I knew what I, I knew what I was gonna say since I was 13, 12 years old I thought I was gonna it didn't it didn't happen and then that is funny and then I came back and my friends were like what what just happened I was like I feel like a failure and then that happened. So then, now we're here for five weeks, right? So um, another time happens where I'm like, I'm like, I'm staying in the hotel and I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. I need to go work out. I'm just sitting around. So I look like a boy. I have a baseball cap on, T-shirt, whatever. Gross. So then elevator door opens for me to go to the gym and it's Luke Perry and Omar F. And all I did no is shake my I, I, Yep, that's what I did. I, sh- I shook my head. I said, nope. And I turned around and went back to the room. <laughs> I literally just said nope and turned around
2: and walked I away. It's the best thing to do though, because you make like, when we I'm have these crushes, right. If you do talk to them and they're jerks, well now your whole childhood has been ruined. So I think you yeah. did the right thing. Yeah. Okay. And, now, and and then you double
1: down with Omar Epps. No, I'm not doing this. I'm not ready. <laughs> I should have put on lipstick. This was dumb. This is dumb. I deserve this. I wasn't. My mom always said never leave your house without your lipstick. So then fast forward you know, two, three, you know, two, two years later, he's at my, one of my friend's 40th birthday party. I just, I finally go up and just say hi. I just say, hi, I'm Sky Marshall. And he was like, oh, that's a cool name. I was like, thank you. He was like, I'm, I'm like, I know, I know. I know." Who you are. And then he was like, and he laughed and that was that. And then <laughs> a year after that, I talked to a friend of mine and she's a director. And then she, I told her my obsession that I used to have with Luke Perry. And then she called him on the phone and said, you have to hear this. And I finally told him everything, even the elevator moments. And he was like, I remember you, were was so (laughs) awkward. I was like, that was me. And I just need to tell you everything. And I'm so glad that I got that out before he passed away because I would have just really been so angry (laughs) at myself for not telling him how much a little black girl in Virginia was obsessed with him so yeah Yeah. that was sweet that's great
0: well what is your favorite holiday to celebrate oh that's
1: tough i do love halloween because my birthday is october 21st and my mother would always um do costume parties for me for my birthday Uh growing up and while i'm not the type that pours a lot of money into costumes i really do love sitting around watching scary movies i love going to all the things leading up to halloween so like the hunted hay rides and the corn maze and i will bob apples so i will drink the cider like i am just there for i'm a i am an autumn baby to the core so yeah i think yeah. leading up october leading up to halloween is my most favorite time of the year
0: yeah it's fun i mean, do you have a peak costume like your best one of recent of recent memory
1: uh, yeah, the two two all oh, wins ago I was Maverick. So it was, I'm like, now he's big again. And I was on to it when everybody yeah. was like, what? And I'm like, you Gen Z-wise, I don't know what you want more. <laughs> You'll never get it. And I had this amazing top gun Maverick bodysuit, pilot suit. I had the boots on that I still keep from the Air Force, and I had my aviators on. My hair is slicked up in the tight bun. Like, I brought it. Waist was snatched, hips were
0: out. Nice. Like,
1: I crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I have to, i was going to dust it off again. <laughs> my friends were like, girl, no, Maverick's done. Next. <laughs> Everyone's going to be Maverick this year because of yeah. the film. So I was like, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. I have figure it out.
0: I was Wanda from WandaVision last year, so that was pretty oh, fun. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's good. That was That's fun. That's really fun. That was fun. What are you going to be this year? Still debating. Uh, I haven't gotten my costume yet. Um, I don't know. I might go Disney this year. Maybe Snow White.
1: Oh, fun. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I was... Uh, who's the, who's, the, who's the, 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 the bad witch from Snow White?
0: She's just the... Uh, the mirror the, yeah. The, the isn't she just no. the evil queen? I think that's just her name, the evil queen. I think
1: that's what it was, right? Just evil queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had I had her costume once, and it was so rad because I didn't realize how warm it was, and then that's where everything changed. Where I was like, okay, my Halloween costume needs to be warm. Um, so now I'm just looking at anybody that has a dress that hits the floor, a cape, um. A circle face out, <laughs> a crown. <laughs> give me the gloves. Like that's what's most important for me now at this yeah. age is can I be warm? I'm not trying to be cute and cold. Those days are are long gone.
0: For me, it's can I wear comfortable shoes? If I can't wear comfortable that's shoes, cute. then so I think I'm not... I
1: think you should be um, an astronaut then. Like I feel like that checks all. <laughs> yeah. and you'll have a mask on, so you'll be safe. That's true. I feel like that checks <laughs> <That's> true. I <That, laughs> should yeah. all be the astronaut. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well,
0: last question. What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? My favorite
1: Hallmark romantic movie is To Her With Love that airs uh, September 11th. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, nothing to me, nothing really kind of beats Coming to America. Ugh, oh it's a good one coming to america it was just i can recite that film and it was just the the, the writing the storyline the characters the time um it just again it was just like beautiful black love and you know he came from money she came from money but they both just put that aside and just tried to figure out who each other um who they were and if they liked or loved and I just, and then, and then just all the obstacle courses. I love when there's obstacle courses that get in the way um, to make someone fight for what they want and then winning it at the end, which Hallmark is really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so I'm so excited and I'm so happy that I got to chat with you ladies. Yes. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, I so much. on the couch of September 11th with my face buried under between two blankets staring um, at my mother the whole time for acknowledgement
2: um <laughs> well <laughs> we'll be on twitter tweeting about it yes <laughs>
1: amazing All and right. you have check that out
2: you have a gift
0: for interviews because you're great thank you so much thank you oh, so much thank yes. you so much. i really appreciate it yeah do you, do you have social media you want to share or anything like that sure
1: um i'm really only on instagram okay. and that is at Sky P. Marshall, S-K-Y-E-P Marshall, 2L.
0: Well, very good. We're excited about the new movie and thanks again. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's the first of many on Hallmark Channel.
1: Oh yeah, let's let's <laughs> cross our fingers and toes. Yes. Thank you, ladies.
0: Hey, bye. All right, bye. Uh, we'd, we'd like to thank Sky for coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. She was a great interview. We had a great time. So
2: definitely make sure y'all check out the movie coming out. And uh, Bree, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at brie.unabashedly, and I also co-host the Categorically Romance podcast. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social
0: media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworky's Pod, Homeworky's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews, five stars. It really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. So check that out. All the information is in the description. And uh, thanks again to Sky. We had a great time and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.